Hello everybody and welcome back to Shield Bash. I am Mark, your GM and Master of Ceremonies for today, and to my right... Uko. He is, uh, the peddler of fucked. <laughs> Always wanted to have a dog. Bridger. Curtis, playing Dunk. Pete, playing Nat. And I'm Britt. I'm playing Balmy Taker. I ain't no bearded gnome. Because <laughs> he don't roam alone. He is with fucked. Yep, ladies and gentlemen, if you hadn't heard already, you hadn't listened to the last episode, our intrepid band of adventurers have decided on a name for their adventuring group. Uh, currently, they are called themselves Fucked. Fellows. Under. Constant. Development. Now, officially, did we put a the in front of it? I, I don't know. No, I, I don't I, think so. I, I don't think that's how you did I think it's just like I'm seeing giant letters with periods after each one. You know, F. U C D. Yep, that's why I, I pictured it. Yeah, because if it was the, it would have to be like the fellowship. Right. I can't be changing that word. It's the only one I know. It makes perfect sense. The the would really throw off the uh, the length of it, make it way too long to say comparatively. Now we know that, that at least one person in town refers to you guys as the fuckards. <laughs> right. <laughs> He was trying to say fucktards, but it didn't come out right. That's <laughs> a language. It's a language barrier. <laughs> that was the uh, drunk blacksmith, right? Right. Yeah, well, the hungover blacksmith. He's probably not drunk yet at noon, but you know. I think I know why he can't win the mayoral. It's all about <laughs> the issues, man. I mean, if he's that intoxicated, he ain't got a good platform. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the bar charges him an extra five percent. Yeah, that, that's not going away anytime soon. <laughs> wow, he's really salty there. We were uh, discussing in between while you were gone, Jason. And uh, it seems that you're the only one here that actually has a normal concept of money. <laughs> and you, the, you mean like in character? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you think about it, you know, uh, you know, Uko lives in a commune. Yeah. So, you know, communal everything. Uh, Nat thinks that if you're not holding it, it belongs to anybody. Okay, he's a thief. I mean, Bobby's just a straight-up traditional thief, and Donk can't count. <laughs> yeah, but Bridger's biggest problem is inflation. Like that wand used to cost twenty-five gold pieces. Now it's sixty. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to know you're out here on the tip of the spear, so to speak, and this is a kind of a boom town for adventurers. So that's probably got a lot to do with it. Plus, we change systems, so there's that. Oh yeah. Other than that, how's everybody doing? Eh. I has caffeine now. Yay! It's always amazing good. how more awake we are the second session. Usually. 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 Yeah. And then it kind of peaks about between second and third, and it starts to drop off, and then the fourth is like, are we still here? <laughs> <laughs> but, listeners, I want you to understand the sacrifices we make to bring you the quality content that um, you've come to expect. Yeah, the the level of quality you've come to expect from us. That's a good way of saying that. Because I don't know where else you get fucked like you do right here. Right. Yep. Come around and listen to six guys get you fucked. <laughs> I think there's a meme for that. Uh, it's going to be great, too, when Neil finally comes back and he's like, wait, we're called what? <laughs> <laughs> too late, man. You weren't here, dude. Didn't chime in. I really hope he gets back before this airs <laughs> <laughs> in the last episode. <laughs> excellent, excellent. 
So let's think, uh, what, have we, what have we learned so far since you guys have been kind of canvassing the town slowly, making your way through the, uh, the mercantile sections? You found out that the blacksmith is probably an alcoholic uh, politician, aspiring politician. And, and a racist. He hates goblins. Well, I don't think he's really racist. I think he was more concerned that you were short. Yeah. And you said, well, of course I'm short. What I'm do they a call goblin. It? And he said, verticalist. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's probably a ver- verticalist, yeah. When they're, uh, you know, when they're afraid of short people, you know, that's... I don't think he was afraid of you. He just didn't really like you. I mean, nothing personal. He just doesn't really like short people, I think. But we'll have to find, find out as we go along. Well, I mean, he had such a great encounter with Nat at the start of his hangover. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes, that probably didn't help. <laughs> well, I believe he has a shining personality otherwise, of course. Oh, Sterling, yes. He's, I mean, there's no wonder he hasn't, hasn't been elected mayor in recent years. Uh, it's officially known as heightism. Heightism? Yep. Is it really? D- height discrimination is known as heightism. First found on Tinder. So would <laughs> would he be a heightist? <laughs> a heightist, okay. So we have a, a drunken, uh, aspiring politician heightist. In the form of Carmen Rajani. But doesn't Tinder add like two and a half feet? <laughs> Depends on what we're Well, yeah, about. but not in that direction. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> not vertical. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> it's more of a depth thing. <laughs> or lack thereof. What? <laughs> add two and a half feet to the depth? <laughs> <laughs> length, just not vertical length. <laughs> Prison pouch. <laughs> Damn. Wow, that's like 27 feet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of which, uh, let's talk about the uh, the the husbands. Oh yeah. One yeah. of them is quite big, I hear. Um yeah yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that's more more on tender is. <laughs> more blint is the uh, he is the per- the main proprietor. And uh, and the wizard of uh, odd stories here in Otari, and his husband is uh, Carlethi, uh, which he pronounced Carlethi, um, and uh, they are a very happy, very happy married couple. Um, uh, Twenty-three and a half years, four months. They're going to be uh, be having their anniversary, so that'll be exciting for them. Um, you notice that uh, they have a plethora of books and scrolls and and written words um they were known to uh to nat as uh, she has frequent their shop and helped them from time to time reach the stuff on the very top shelves that carl can't reach anymore because of his bad knee and his lumbago um and uh we also were going to check in last time with uh little nat she was heading back to buy some writing utensils and or some parchment and we had just left um balmy and bridger as they left odd stories and they were heading on south uh, of town so nat what would you like to do all right so as i'm coming around the corner i see them come out and go the other direction yeah they're heading south i wave at them they don't seem to notice <laughs> you as their backs are turned and then i make a beeline to uh the uh bookstore okay as i go to open the door i'm like I wonder if they told him about uh, his uh, bagel that he's got that prevents him from going up in the ladder. <laughs> um, so uh, you, you you come up to the door, and the door is latched securely because uh, Bridger was very, you know, he's very careful to make sure he, he shuts doors well. And uh, so you're having a little difficulty 
um, with it. But uh, uh, Flea kind of knows what to do. She starts scratching on the door, and uh, you inside you hear, "Oh, oh, uh, just a moment, just a moment, I'm I'm coming." Boom! You hear a crash. It's like a book got knocked over off uh, a thing, and uh, oh dear, a uh, call, call. Can you get that, dear? And um, come over, and the door jerks open, and and there you see Morblint, and he looks out first, and then he looks down. Oh, uh, w- we were just talking about you, dear. Please do come in, Flea. Oh, how are you? Good puppy, good puppy is, and uh, you're kind of jostled up and down, Nat, as as uh, you know he's petting uh, Flea, and and the back leg starts to go and you're kind of bouncing um and it goes okay come in come in come in of course um and she happily rides flea into the shop um i assume they shut the door behind him yes so she looks around sees that there's no companions from fucked in there with her oh okay so did they tell you what's been going on the last couple of days yes the aruxi and the dwarf they said you were fucked too yeah, they have determined that that will be our name, and it's it has a ring to it. It just kind of flows off the tongue. It's evocative. <laughs> <laughs> well, it certainly is a name you won't forget, that's for sure. Um, I'm not sure how it's going to play with the higher aspects of society, but you probably won't have to worry about that for some time, I wouldn't think. Probably not, but I mean, think about it. When they have no one else to call, they're fucked. True, true, that is a good point. I like that. Oh, in fact, that'd make a nice slogan for you all. When you have no one else to turn to, you're fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Or, when you're fucked, call us. I like that. When you're fucked, call... No, no, it's it's get fucked, right? Oh, when you don't know what to do, get Get fucked. fucked. (laughs) I like it. Even better. Come on down here and get fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We also have a goblin that rides around with us. What what does he ride on? um, His legs. Oh, I I thought you meant he had a dog or a pony or something like you have have little fleas. He's a good boy. You a good boy. Yep. Well, I I flea. Uh, I mean, uh, Nat. I told your friends, in fact, uh, that if uh, they said that you were going to go and explore the gauntlet in the keep, is that correct? That is the current plan. Oh, wonderful. Well, I, I want you to know, too, in case they forget, um, if you happen to find any old tomes, books, manuscripts, scrolls, whatever, I would be glad to pay five gold pieces per bulk that you bring back to me. And, of course, if there's any magic text that you don't want for your personal use, um, I would be glad to buy those at you know, standard market rates. That seems reasonable. Um, obviously, I'd have to read them first, but... Um, I'd be more than happy to bring any books we find. Well, now, what if I told you about strange and old books? You have to be careful, because sometimes just reading them can do damage to yourself. Right. You have to, uh, oh, what was it? You have to have Flea open the book, you stand on top of his back, and you read one word at a time. It's, yes, something like <laughs> that, yes. Just be very careful. Clato, parata, <laughs> necktie. <laughs> Um, speaking of which, I was wondering, uh, I need some writing utensils. I would figure I'll chronicle while I'm out there to improve my, my knowledge of you people's way of life. Like the big, uh, oh, he's calling it Rexy, uh, Bridger. 
Um, apparently he has issues with people carrying his stuff around. You don't say, really. Well, that's fascinating. I mean, I know a little bit about Eruxi society. Um, I read a great treatise one time um, um, about um, an Eruxi tribe that actually had an observatory for the stars. Um, and uh, um, I believe a group of pathfinders actually uh, made a journey there and started up trade with them. It's been a few years back, but I remember reading that in the Chronicles. And, and I don't remember them any, any saying that they had trouble with carrying things or other people carrying things. I mean, I, what do you mean, Nat? Well, uh, he left a large sum of money at uh, the fishery and the uh, lady that runs it didn't want it. So she gave it to us to get back to him and a few hours later I still had it on me because it just hadn't come up yet and it wasn't really that important. He wasn't buying anything. So I just kept a hold of it and apparently he had some concerns there. But that's beside the point. I'm wondering, do you guys have any books here that might have some information about the Gauntlet or the Keep that I could read and do some research while I'm waiting on them to finish trying to buy stuff they can't afford? Yes, you, you know, I, I told them what I could remember off the top of my head. And I know we've got some um, uh, some some uh, treatises here um, about uh, some explorers that went in there. Um, uh, unfortunately, it seems like uh, most, if I remember right, most of the um, adventures that have went in, well, since the Rose God came here, of course. You, you know about the Rose God? Um, yeah, there's a drunk that. guy in town that says he's one of them. Oh, no, he's not a member of the Rose God. You're talking about Common, right? The blacksmith? Yeah. Yes, he's he's a Rajani, but um, I don't think the blood's very thick in that one, actually. Because his, uh, his ancestor, though, was a member of the Rose Guard. Now, they were an adventuring party that made their name first in Absalom. But then once they heard that uh, Bellacor Havarex um, had founded a, uh, a keep in the middle of the swamp, and there were strange goings on around here, uh, monsters being drawn and stuff, um, and uh, she started to rise in power. They heard about her, and they came here to, um, how did it say, put her down. And I guess they were successful because um, nobody had seen anything for her like five for 500 years now. Um, the keep, uh, your friend Bridger was very uh, stringent. It was 402 years. I'll, I'll have to check my timeline in, in the history book that I have, but it sounds like he knew what he was talking about. I don't know. Maybe it's an Eruxy thing. But anyway, um, the four members of the Rose God was Alcifina uh, Mahinez, uh, who is our mayor's direct ancestor. She was a cleric of Aristil, um, and she always seemed to be uh, smaller in small towns, of course, than in big cities. So she was delighted to come out here to the hinterlands at the time, as the, she, she said in the, uh, in the chronicle. Um, actually, our founder, um, Otari Ilvashante, Il Il that's him, yes, Otari Ilvashante, they named um, the town and the area here uh, after him as uh, it was said that he, he was lost in the, in the keep uh, somewhere below. Um, they, he never made it out. But they said that he was, uh, he was hopeful and he was very charming and, and his humor would never fail to bring them up during their darkest hours. And, uh, and then, of course, um, like I said, there was Val Rajani. Um, she was the party's finer, a fighter, uh, no-nonsense swordswoman, who they say was claimed to be uh, exiled royalty from Nadal, if you believe that. 
And uh, then, of course, the last member, the group's wizard, who I've, I've done a little bit of study on myself, uh, Zamvidrian. Zamvidrian uh, was the group's wizard and well-educated div- uh, diviner uh, who pursued outlandish conspiracy theories and occult lore. <laughs> I've known several people like him over the years. Because you know what they say about conspiracy theories? <laughs> They're just theories that haven't been proved yet. Well, that's, that's a lot of repercussions for someone being artistically inclined, but I would very much like to do some reading while I'm here, and I'd like to pick up some uh, quill and parchment. Oh, oh well, well, of course, yes. Uh, we, uh, we, we have all kinds of, uh, of, of, of scribing materials here. He goes to, the, to the, the case, and he opens it up, and he pulls out uh, a regular-sized sheaf of parchment. He looks at you and looks at He goes... Oh, this will never do. Um, if you'll give me just a second, I'll I'll be right back. And he puts the paper down. Heels. Uh, coffee, coffee, hun. Um, can you uh, bring down the uh, the paper cutter? And um, uh, do we have any chicken feathers? We we don't. Can you go get me some chicken feathers? I I need some small quills for a, a customer. And and he uh, she is waiting. Uh, y- yes, dear. It's the sprite. Y- yes, I know. It's a dog. Yeah, it's a good boy, though. Yes, he, no, I'll just go get the chicken feathers. My gosh! Swing by Pete's Chicken Ranch for some nice chicken feathers. <laughs> and I, I promise, I promise not to draw any monsters, so no one attacks me. Oh, that's always a good uh, rule of thumb, dear. Yes, and uh, so he brings out a huge. Um, this paper cutter is like huge. It's like it's like three feet by four feet, and he struggles. He puts it on a table, and it looks like. Someone has taken an old scimitar and drilled a hole in the end of the blade, and the handle is is quite ornate. It it uh, it, it you know comes down into like a, a curl where we go around the, the bottom of your hand. And uh, he puts the uh, the large. He looks at you and he goes, "Hold up your hand, dear," and 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 she does. And he goes, "Okay." And so he he measures the paper. He he cuts it and then he turns it and whoosh 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 whoosh. And pretty soon you have about a, a four-inch stack of maybe one inch by inch and a half papers that fit perfectly in your little bag. And and Carl comes back grumbling and throws a, a pile of chicken feathers down on the on the on the counter. And he goes, <clears throat> "Hope that dog doesn't shed like it did last time." And turns around, and walks back into the stock room, and Carl, please. It's a customer, and he, oh, just a second, I'll have these trimmed up for you. And he he trims up like four or five uh, chicken feathers to make nice little quill pins for you. And he goes, here, these should do fine. Um, I'll just put these over here. If you need more, you know where to come to. Um, now, um, an ink bottle. And he pulls out a regular size ink bottle. He's like, mm, that's going to be a problem. Uh, I could probably fit inside that. <laughs> yes, yes, that's what he's looking at. And he goes, uh. Uh, oh wait! I have I have a solution. And he runs back. You hear a scrambling through like a drawer and stuff. And he comes out with a clay bead. And he goes, "I do these for my beadwork, and I haven't finished uh, drilling these out yet. So they're about the 
bright size for you, I believe. And he, he takes a dropper and he drops a few drops of ink in there and then takes a little wax seal and puts on top. And he goes, she goes, he goes, here you go, dear. He goes, there's two. Um, if you have more, I'll, I have more beads. But this should do you for a while, I think. Um, uh, let's see. Um, how does, let's see, the custom ink, custom pots, uh, custom quills, uh, custom parchments. Uh, let's, how about two gold? How does that sound? That sounds good. So she'll pull out uh, 20 silver and hand it to him. Oh, excellent. Yes. I think that's two gold. <laughs> yes, close enough, yes. <laughs> well, is there anything else I can help you with? Um, not currently. I just want to go and do some perusing through the books. All right, but do me a favor, and could, could you not have Flea get really close to Carl? He doesn't really care for dogs much. I, I will do my best. Oh, all right, thank you. Uh, just run along. Um, I think the Rose God books and the Gauntlet histories are on the fourth shelf, maybe fifth. Uh, to the right of the door, halfway between uh the uh obituary listings and um the Absalom sewer plans. I think yes. Thank you. All right. So with that, uh, Morblint uh, begins cutting more small papers because he's thinking there's going to be a run on him now that he's made custom pa- uh, paper for uh, for Nat, um, and uh, and he uh, seems to be busy in the shop. As we go back to Uko and Donk, um, where did you guys decide to go after you left um, Blades for Glades? Donk would uh, like to go just check out the armory. All right, so you guys are going to go to the Otari armory and uh, as you're headed south there um, to where the uh, armory is at you're, you you go by a large market square actually you see just ahead of you um, you see Bridger and uh, and Bommy and they look like they're getting ready to go into the crook's nook um, and they don't they don't see you they turn around and you see them enter the building uh, which is actually a bridge over the river um, that has been built in so it's it's kind of a neat place but you guys turn into the uh into the street and you see the market did you want to stop at the market you see several uh wagons and stalls and uh people shopping uko doesn't really have any need to could walk through it the only things that i'm really that would catch my eye is something to do with you know protecting myself when i'm in the heat of combat and uh maybe even a, a nicer dog slicer than what i have nicer as in how it looks or magical i don't know if masterwork is a thing in this system no it's not probably magical then okay that's going to be a little more expensive but you could probably find it with uh with a little bit of looking um as you uh as you head into the uh into the market um you see a uh a bustling open area which is part open-air farmer's market, and one part log cabin trading post. Um, it seems like the market is a gathering place for, for locals and uh, travelers alike, and it is a one-stop shop for all manner of general goods. You can find pretty much uh, any common adventuring items, uh, uh, light armor, small blades, um, you know, things that uh, you would have like in a, a peddler's wagon or something like that. You see a uh, rather tall man uh, with, uh, with a downturn um, mouth uh, under a thick mustache, and he seems to be standing in the middle of the, the market looking around um, as if not 
maybe he's not on watch, but you're not really sure. He doesn't he doesn't have anything but leather armor on, uh, but you notice that he does have a, a cudgel and um, a short sword on his belt, and he kind of has his arms folded, and he's just kind of keeping an eye on things. Okay, so um, as I walk from booth to booth, does Donk see anything that catches his interest? Well, I'm not really sure what you want other than a magical dog slicer if you want one of those the, it's the cost of whatever it is in the players or the uh, rule book ah okay Mark you didn't memorize our character sheets I now you're not, not reading his mind I did I did not I'm sorry it's only the second session I mean give me give me some time guys I gotta wake up more Kurt the wavelength's not slicer, just coming if you're wanting to give it plus one it's 35 gold so you actually do find a, a, a man there. He's got a, he's got a wagon. It's got some stars, and it's got like you know some some arcane symbols on it and stuff. And he's got a selection of rune stones there. He's got empty ones. He's got full ones. And uh, he does have a a dog slicer. It's uh, it's kind of nice looking. It's very shiny, um, like it's been recently polished. Uh, but it also looks old. And uh, you're thinking this may be magical. You're not really sure. Uh, Uko will see him eyeing it and take a look at it and say is this um magically imbued yes yes of course it is yes would you like to buy it uko cast detect magic but what, what are you doing there uh i'm just looking i want to know how it is magical well that's very rude but of course i told you it's magical you want to buy it? M- maybe but it depends on what magic is on it you have a discerning customer here you oh you are a discerning customer well what would you like to discern customer that is discerning I would like to discern what magical effect is on this blade. This will help you hit like you are a fighter, but you're not. I, I am tell. not. It is for him. He is not a fighter either. This guy's pretty cool. He can tell class levels. He's good. I just, I'm just i sorry, guys. i got to jump in here. I can just picture uh, Donk getting this rune and having it put on his pickle jar. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Pickle jar of bludgeoning. Plus, plus one plus pickle, jar. pickle jar of bludgeoning, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yes, it will help you hit like a fighter, but you're not. Can uh, can Uku make a uh, check to see if this guy's lying? Sure. You can do either a... Well, you, you know it's magical, okay? Because mm-hmm. you cast a spell, which was rude, by the way. Okay, so it so the spell went off and, and died. Yes, okay. yes, it does glow. Okay. The rune stones, some of them glow, some of them are empty. You can tell they're empty. That's why they don't glow. And why the guy seems a little oily, you you know it's a magical weapon. Okay. That's more so what, what I was trying to get out of that. I thought he stopped me from casting the spell. Well, no, he was saying you were very rude to do that. U- Uko doesn't care. <laughs> he says, uh, Uko says, well, Donk, if you're, you're interested, this does seem like it would help you hit better. And although you were looking for armor, things can't hit you if they're dead. That is a good point. The best defense is a good offense. That's what I always say. May I hold the weapon? Uh, Puts his hand out. Why do you want to hold the weapon? Are you buying the weapon or are you looking at the weapon? If you're looking, you're looking. If you're buying, you're holding. Let's call it a test drive. <sighs> All right, but I'm watching you. And he, he very gingerly holds the uh, the dog slicer out to you. As Donk goes to grab it, Uko says, Don't worry, we're with fucked. <laughs> he kind of looks at you side-eyed and goes, Of course you are. I wave it around, you know, do stuff with it. It's not a fan. It's it's a sword, yes. Yeah. Does it does it do anything? It whistles. It whistles. Okay. Because it has holes in it. Holes? Wonderful. It's a dog slicer. 
makes okay. it lighter. It goes. So it does its thing automatically, or do I have to turn it on? It's a sword. It's always on. <laughs> so there are no command words. Just hit. Just yes, hit it. Hit something with not me, not anyone here. You get in trouble. But yes, if it's a bad person, you hit them with it, and it will make them go ow, maybe die. Okay, I take it and I hold it next to my my current dog slicer, kind of check the weight, you know. This one's lighter. It seems a little faster. It's definitely better made than what you have. All right, and then uh, I look over at uh, Uko and I'm like, I think I want this one. Okay, how how much is this? Well, as you can see, this is a very old, very uh, very well-made weapon, and it's magical. So I will let it go for the measly sum of 40 gold pieces. Um, that, sound, that sounds good. Um, do, you have, do you have 40 gold pieces, Dunk? Dunk just, like, looks in his bag. <laughs> he, like, shows it to him. <laughs> You're showing the whole bag of coins. <laughs> yeah, I got a bag full of coins. U- Uko... Oh, <laughs> I thought you were showing the guy. You're no, no, Uko. Okay, Uko, yeah. <laughs> Uko reaches in and he goes, and he's like moving money around, and he'll grab out. Do you actually have forty gold pieces? Yes, I. I, I All right. Yes, I actually have forty gold pieces. Okay, so he will reach in and uh, kind of like move the gold and and silver and copper around until he finds forty gold pieces and takes it out. And he goes, um, here, and puts it on the table. The man makes it disappear almost like a magic trick. And he goes, excellent. Thank you for doing business. If you'd like to buy more things, I have more things. Come back, please. We may be back. And what was your name again? My name? Yes. Sal. You may call me Sal. All right. I'll keep that in mind. Let's just hope he actually works here. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't matter if he does at this point. And he, he kind of looks he looks uh, strange at you, but he smiles like, yes, please come back. I will have more goods for you. You have a special customer discount, yes. Thanks. And Uko walks off. I think you guys overpaid. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we definitely did. I was expecting a little a little uh, bargaining back and forth, but no, you just paid the first. It's awesome. That guy loves you guys. He Well, I mean... <laughs> He, you paid sticker price. As yeah, we a little, little haggling. I was expecting haggling and just, no, we're just going to give him money. Awesome. You guys are preferred customers. As we were discussing before, this group has a strange uh, <laughs> connection to, to money. It's going to be a very tenuous connection very quickly because it's all going to be gone. <laughs> so as you guys are finishing up and, and, and Donk's like, he's, uh, he's swinging his dog slicer around you know it whistles because of the the holes in it um the the man with the uh, the downturned uh, frowny face and the big mustache she he says be careful there you'll cut your arm off stop don't swing that around there's people here children stop does this look like uh, the an authority like a guard or something well you're you're not sure um, but he is definitely um, a dour-faced individual. He's a rather large man. He has a studded leather armor on. Um, he does have a crudel and a short sword that look well used. But nothing like denoting him as like a townsguard. No, he's he's not in uniform. That's for sure. But he does seem like he's uh, he's someone in authority. Uko just kind of like tries to quickly get out of the market. I think we're going to the armory still, or no? No, we can just go back to the the crooked nook or crook's nook or whatever. <laughs> so we we try to quickly exit the market and, and get back to 
the Crooksnook. All right. He uh, he he has his eyes on you. He looks at you and and he uh, just watches you till you walk out of the market. So I mean, you you definitely been noted by him. You're not sure who that was. Now inside the Crooksnook, Bridger and Bommy just walked in, and uh, since it is uh, you know around midday, there is some lunch crowd in there. Um, and uh, you see a couple waitresses there. They're carrying out uh, trays of food and drink. And uh, behind the bar, you see a uh, a familiar face there, Bami. You see uh, Yinyas Mira. She is uh, wiping down the bar, and she just got done filling a couple of flagons. And the door opens, and you guys come in, and she looks. She goes, oh, well, if it isn't my little Bami, look at you, all I grown up and alive. How wonderful. Come, come, tell me. Tell me how you did. And, and, and who is this tall uh, person that you brought with you? Hey there, boss lady. This here's my pal, Bridger. Bridger. Did I get it right this time? Yeah, you did. Good All job. Right. <laughs> Bridger's soul, is that the vocation or what? Uh, is that what you do? Uh, neither. Neither? Oh. Well, interesting. So I see that you are successful and I've been hearing things. Here I am, all alive and everything. Yes, I've been hearing many things. I've been hearing... That you killed a dragon? Surely that is uh, that is an exaggeration. Well, it weren't no big dragon, and we did it as a group. You're serious? You you actually? Where did you find a dragon in Tamerly's basement? Way out, close, pretty close, pretty pretty close to the ocean. Yeah. See, the it's not yeah. in Otari is like uh, built on the ruins of older towns and stuff which yes, they yes. themselves are built on the ruins of older towns and it was deep deep underground we had to go through some tunnels and mushrooms uh, we found an orc um we're fucked yeah <laughs> yeah he's right but you you we're, killed, we're, you we're killed the that dragon and you're back alive how how are you fucked fellers under constant uh, development yeah yeah oh Oh, that is your name of your group. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, if you are running with a little bomby here, it's definitely fitting. <laughs> we, we thought about no, going I... with the Cortos Island Dragon Slayers or kids, but we felt that might be inappropriate, so we went with fucked. Yes, fucked is much better than kids, yes. Okay, so, Bami, you were successful, and if uh, you remember right, when I sent you on the mission, I said if you did not die and you came back, of course there would be a finder's fee, the customary uh, 10%, so I've Right, where's my 10%? No, 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 Bami, how this works is you are a member of the guild, the guild has expenses, the guild has cost, so you must oh. help contribute to that cost. Oh, are you a bartender, Bami? Yeah, that's right, I'm in the local bartender's union. I didn't uh, tell you that? No. Yeah. Yes, we have a, a rather exclusive club here. It's called the Osprey Club. Um, and uh, he is a member in good standing as long as he pays his uh, his dues. So that's going to be five gold pieces, uh, Bami. Let's get uh, the business out of the way so I can hear all about your tales of dragons. Here you go. It's always such a good, uh, good business model to have people come and bring you money. I like this. Bartending hey. is expensive. Check this out. We already got our next gig. Really? Do tell. Oh. Wait, wait. If you tell her, do you have to give her 10%? I think I got to do that regardless because, uh, you know, it's membership fees. And, oh, that's you know, expensive. Maintenance services. Perhaps you, know. you, you fucked your, your name of your group, your, your fuckers. Uh, uh, you, it's pronounced fuckers. Uh, fucked 
earth. Sorry, yes. I am. I am so sorry. Maybe your factors um, could start instituting uh, dues of your own, and then you would you would be able to have things like uh, like this bar. You could have a place of your own. A worthwhile conversation to have. What, what you mean? We we charge ourselves? Well, it's more of a pooling of funds. That's what I do for you. Oh, you yeah. all yeah, are members that. of the yeah. Osprey Club. You bring me my part of the take, right. and I reinvest it into the crook's nook here to make sure everybody stays out of jail and doesn't uh, have a place to make sure they get a place to get buried if they die. Right. You know, Very important ad- stuff. administrative things. Yes, that's what I do. Wait a minute. Why would bartenders need? There's terrible fights in here sometimes. You never know. I promise. Think about it. I can see you've never been here for Saturday night water wrestling, have you? Uh, no. What's a Saturday? <laughs> well, it's Saturn's day. You know, we just shortened to Saturday. Oh. Uh, okay. Most places call it Star Day. Well, it, from where you're from, yes, I'm sure that's what they call it. But we like to call it Saturn's day here, or Saturday. <laughs> Saturday's all right for fighting. Hadn't you heard? Yes, water fighting, exactly. Have you heard about the water fights we have? Uh, no. Like, do you just splash water at each other? Well, no, nothing quite so crude as that. Bommy, will you open the, the, the water door there? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, so Bommy walks across to the middle of the bar, and uh, he opens a huge tra- trap door. It's probably like three feet on a side. And uh, once that's opened... Then she says, so there, we have wrestling and or gouging matches, and whoever loses ends up in the hole. It's water fighting. If you lose, you end up in the water. Uh-uh. And we also fish sometimes through there. Handy, right? Yeah. It's also nice because it's so easily concealed. <laughs> exactly. Now, so, uh, Bami, you said that you had a new score, a new gig. Uh, what is that? Oh, that gaunt light. Did you see it? it? It's turned on again. Well, that light has not been shining for... 400 years, yeah, I heard. 402 years and six months. Thank you. Well, a long time, yes. I'm yeah. not sure exactly. I wasn't here then, but that's what I've heard. So, yeah, we're supposed to go investigate it and snuff it out if we can. You know, it's strange that you would mention something like that, because uh, I might have uh, a side job for you while you're there. I'm listening. Uh, you see, uh, before you joined, uh, about a week or so ago, you went out on your first mission. I uh, had some other members of the club. They decided that they were going to explore uh, the boathouse out there. There's a boathouse out there, too? Yes. Uh, supposedly, now I've never been out there, but it's supposed to be in the southern part of the ruins. Uh, they were looking uh, for treasures, they said that uh, there was a boatman, and uh, they thought there was a good story or something. And uh, so they, I sent them off and uh, told them not to die. And if they, you know, came back, they yeah, like you told me. Yes, exactly yeah. like you. And uh, that was a few weeks ago. They ain't come back yet, huh? No, huh. no, they haven't. Uh, if if you were to find them, I might uh, be able to give you a finder's fee for a change, or even a finder's fee and ignore your usual uh, remuneration. Well, now, what if it turns out they, they didn't make it back because they's dead? Well, then proof of uh, death or unlife would be fulfilling your contract. That sounds kind of like a heavy job there. 
I envision us bringing back like six human heads from this party. <laughs> well, when she said death or unlife, I immediately went, well, I mean, if they're undead, uh-huh. oh. do we just bring them back? Yeah, bring back the living zombies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I prefer re-dead zombies if you bring them back to the bar. Yeah, this is a respectable place. Yes, it's it's is. You are very correct, Bummy. So uh, if if me and so decapitated Uku arrived, that'd be much better. You and Uko Uko. were heading were heading there after. Oh, Oko. No, Uko. 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 Luko. 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 Don't make me get over there, Kurt. I will hit you. Okay. I'm sorry, Mark. We followed that rabbit trail very quickly. So anyway, Uko and Donk, you left the. The market just in time to see um, Bridger and Bommy go into the Crooksnook. And as you guys are talking to Yes uh, Yamira about your next gig, the door opens again, and in walk Donk and Uko. Donk walks straight up to Bridger. He's like, "Look what I got!" And he takes out his new dog slicer. Whoa, whoa, easy, easy there, uh, Mr. Goblin. We don't uh, whip those things around in here. You have to wait for Saturday night for water fights if you're going to do something like that. No, no, I I want to show it to him. It's very nice. He said it's magic. Uh, And Bridger just kind of looks at Uko real quick. Oh, that's cool, yeah. (laughs) Uko uh, is is (laughs) shaking his head, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's very nice. Uh, I I got this, and he pulls out a, a, a wand. It's also magic. I don't know what it does yet, but... So, uh, where did you find a sword like that here in Otari? That's a strange make uh, goblin item. Uh, Who had something like that? I'm usually pretty up on what's for sale here in town. It was a guy that was on the square. His name is Sal. Sal? Yes. Did he have shifty eyes and uh, slicked back hair? Yes. For a human. I told him not to... She snaps twice, and, and two guys sitting in the back table stand up, and she goes, South's back. Go make him go. And they take out a side door. and Did that do something wrong? Oh, no, you did not do anything wrong. But uh, you see, we've had a problem with Saul in the past. He does not like to pay the booth rental fee here in town. That dirty bastard. And I told him last time, if he was going to do business in our town, that he had to uh, make sure that he paid his booth rental and his past booth rental. Hmm. Oh, well, he should have gold now. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> One good burn deserves another. We're just going to pull Uko to the side and be like, I don't think that this is a normal bar. <laughs> <laughs> why, why would you say that? It looks normal. <laughs> but she, she said that it's their bartender club, but she keeps talking about missions and scores, and I think they're going to stab that dude. <laughs> Well, maybe it's maybe it's like the Bard's College. They they like work together and like share and like when they do a job and you know they they fund their college. Yeah, but what kind of bartender goes and has to like you you weren't here. It seems shifty. Was well, this mean, all a good dude? I mean, he seemed okay. He had good items, but like the you know Bards are supposed to play music, but sometimes they go adventuring too. They're not bards. That is true. They are bartenders. I don't think they really are, though. Can you you imagine Balmy singing? (laughs) If I leave here tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Actually, I was thinking more like Red Solo Cup. <laughs> well, well, Great um, Pewter Cup. No, no. I drink Bom- you up. Bombie's got to start off with like the Carrie Underwood or something like that. <laughs> Just call me Cleopatra. <laughs> Is that hole in the floor still open? Yes. I start trying to fish in there. Um, <laughs> do you have a fishing pole? No, I'm using my knife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, all right. <laughs> He's trying to figure out what magical Donk. aspect Donk. it has. You, so you have your you have your dog slicer. Yeah, I'm trying to stab a fish. All right. Well, the problem is that this is a bridge over the river. Oh. And the river is about. 12 to 15 feet oh, below that, that, that's not going to work the then. floor yeah and and work. once you walk over you realize how deep that is and just as you turn around to ask yes mira comes out with a tackle box and a pole <laughs> oh awesome must have got that knife from tinder yeah. <laughs> and, and she says she goes are you wanting to rent some fishing equipment the rent well, yes, we have rentals here because several people like to fish, and sometimes they don't bring their own equipment. What is rental? <laughs> that rental is, I let you use my fishing pole and lures and some worms, and you give me money. What kind of money? Silver money, preferably. Coppers if you have a lot of them, but usually silver. I look at my jar, which I think is pretty full at this point. Right? Eh. Maybe later. Okay, and she puts them back behind the counter. I always have fishing equipment for rentals. Uko says to Bridger, if they're, n- if they're not bartenders, then what are they? I, I hesitate to mention it while in the, the lion's den, as it were. <laughs> Proverbially, not really. I don't actually think they're lions. We don't have lions <laughs> As Uko whips his head around. Oh, she heard me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I... Uh, I understand, Bami, you know what's going on here. You may want to talk to your fucked friends here and and tell them you think they're trustworthy um, and they're, they could be in the game. You know, uh, maybe they could uh, help out around here. I would be willing to uh, well, m- maybe back your endeavors or something. Like I said, if, if, you, could, uh, if you could find uh, your brothers in arms, even though you haven't met them, they still bear the mark of the uh, Bartender's Guild. I, I know that. I don't look far. Yeah. And they were out looking for uh, wine and spirits in the boathouse. Right, 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 right. You know what, boss lady? There's one thing I can't understand at all about this new next gig here. Yes. Why you put a lighthouse in a boathouse way out in the middle of a swamp? Now, I understand that was over 400 years ago. Maybe the topography has changed in that amount of time. I, I don't know either. I always thought that was strange. But, you know, of course, I've been to Opara, so... Well, it's not a lighthouse in the traditional sense. It was a swamp 400 years ago, but they built it there because that's where there's a ley line convergence, uh, and the light is simply a, a focus. And the boathouse is, I mean, it's a swamp. You gotta take well, a boat out there. What kind of line? It's called a ley line. It's uh-huh. Magical uh, focuses uh, around the. It's uh, a thing. Yeah. Yinnismir looks at you, uh, you know, kind of strangely like, hmm. And uh, Bridger is actively not meeting her eyes because she scares him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she notices that and she kind of she kind of grins at the corner of her mouth. Oh, what fine rustic ceilings you have! <laughs> so Donk is looking around for 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 the dog and for Nat, 
They are not here. They are not here. Right. I'm going to step outside to see, do a little survey, see if I see them anywhere within sight of the facility. No, you um, you step out in front of the uh, the Crooks Nook and uh, and you you look left, you look right, and you, I mean you can see the market from here. You can see um, another, you know, like another street leading off to the to the uh, southwest, like um, the temple areas and stuff. But you look down both streets and you don't see anything uh, of a dog or a sprite or a glowing speck or anything that you would come to associate with your friend uh, Nat. Uh, but you do see a ship pulling into berth uh, down by the fishery. Oh, that's right. I poke my head in the door. I'm like, I think the ship is here. Oh, oh snap. The ship, ship what ship? Is it the, the fish ship? Fish ship. It's about the fish lady. The captain that goes and speaks with Tamerly and, and uh, collects the fish. Didn't they say his name was D? I Captain D. Don't remember. That sounds right. <laughs> yes, Captain D's fish. I've heard of him, yes. He comes here every every week or so. Usually on Tuesdays. Yeah, he's going to be a little disappointed this trip. Instead of a bunch of barrels of fish, he's getting a baby dragon. I thought <laughs> we were supposed to go there for this. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to uh, head over there now. Um, I'll go with you. I offer uh, Bridger a, a pickled finger. <laughs> he just snatches it as he's walking. Like <laughs> Bridger is hustling out of this place. Like, come on, let's go. We don't want to disappoint. So, so, so Bridger, Bridger's like shoving Uko out, grabs the, grabs the finger bone. Uh, are you going with them, Donk? Yeah. Is there anything shiny sitting on any of the tables? No. Okay. <laughs> No, there's not. There's people eating, and there's plates, and there's mugs, but nothing shiny. Bommy, as you start to follow them, she goes, Yeah, boss lady, I got a thing. What? Remember, find your brothers. Right, right. How many again? There's four. Four, gotcha. Or proof that they are no more. It will be a comfort to their families. I got you. All right. All right. Don't die. I'll do my best, as I always do. See ya. So, are you still... Looking, uh, Nat, it, are you doing research or are you are going to try to meet up with them? You know it's getting close to the time that the ship is supposed to die. Part of me imagines that the reason why she wants certain people not to die is because she's got some kind of death pool going. <laughs> 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 yeah, sure, I'll go meet them. If, I, if I'm aware of the uh, upcoming timeline, then yeah, I'll go meet them. Yep. Um, you, um, you, you know that it's after midday, and you knew it was about noon when you got there. So you, you spent about an hour in there with uh, with Morblint and uh, and Carletti, and uh, you know he just grumbles a lot and kind of moves away from the dog as you move around. And so you come out and you start making your way down uh, towards the port. And uh, as you do, I stop about halfway down the block to let Flea lift a leg. Okay. Okay, and uh, so he does, uh, after sniffing several places, but he finds one finally. Um, and uh, then you proceed on down to the end. Once you get to where you can see um, the dock, uh, you also see your, your friends ahead of you. Um, they're, oh, probably about a half a block ahead, and they all t- uh, look to be moving down towards the Otari fishery and the, and the dock there. I'll call out, Oh, human friends, I'm coming! <laughs> Hurry up! <laughs> the look, the look on Dog's face. He uses a screwed up face. Like I can see all of you turning and looking. Like where are the humans? <laughs> At this point, I imagine we're fairly used to it. You know, we're just like Ugh. it's been a few days. Yeah. yeah. So you guys all catch up together, and uh, 
things have changed in the few hours that you've been gone from the Otari fishery. There at the end of the dock, there's like a, you know, a, a U-shaped, uh, two poles come up, cross piece, you know, uh, says Otari fishery, Otari docks. And from that is hanging the rest of the carcass of the green dragon. <laughs> and uh, you see, a, uh, it looks like a guy with a hat, kind of like Donks. But it's not purple. It's it's a nice red hat, and it's got a yellow plume, and he's in really nice clothes. He's got a bag. He's got all kinds of bottles on him, and he seems to be uh, have an easel set up, and he is drawing a picture of a person standing next to the dragon, and like like you know like like they're you know they're they're holding the dragon, and they're like pointing at it, and he's like he's like really fast drawing them, you know, and uh, and he's like he gives them the thing, they give him some money, and the next person in line steps up, and and Tamerly's standing there, and and uh, she goes, oh dear, oh dear, I hope I make enough money to placate the uh, um, the captain. Uh, he was expecting fish, and uh, I don't know where they uh, they were supposed to come back and help me explain. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Oh, hey, um, you shouldn't be drawing monsters like that. It attracts people to kill you. And and the 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 man in the in the nice clothes with the easel, he stops and goes right back to drawing. <laughs> and Tim was, oh, oh, you did come back. Hello, the, uh, uh, Captain D's ship just came in. Um, and uh, I. I He's usually very nice, but not when I don't have a lot of fish. He doesn't like that. So I'm glad you showed back up. Thank you so much for coming down. I'm confused of your relationship with this individual. Doesn't he buy the fish from you? Yes, but he's from Absalom. He used to be a pirate. Um, And so his business practices aren't exactly uh, conventional. Well, that being said, I think the dragon is probably worth quite a bit of money. Well, I, you would probably know more than I would. I, I don't I don't really deal in dragons, never have, don't know much about them. But uh, This is our first too, lady. Well, exactly. So I mean how do you how do you know that, uh, Uko, that it's worth more than a well, cargo of fish? It'd probably be worth more if it was still alive. I'm just thinking if dead fish are worth money, then dead dragons are worth money and dragons are rarer. Yeah, but there's only one of them. But it's bigger. You can't fit that in one barrel. Here's the real key. Uh, And Balmy, I think this may fall to you, my dude. It's not really whether or not the dragon is worth more. It's more important to to convince the captain that the dragon is worth more. Mm. You see what I mean? And if he he disagrees, you tell him, fucked. Right? Oh, by the way, we changed our name. Uh, Oh. Oh, you, you did. You're, you're not kids anymore. I've been telling everybody the kids killed the dragon in my basement. No, the fuck killed the kids. I mean, that, wait. That's not quite right, no. Uh, we decided uh, the kids sounded... Odd. Juvenile. And we Childish? don't, we don't yeah. want to kill another dragon because it was very hard and dangerous. So we went with fucked. Fellows under constant development. Oh, well, that makes a lot more sense when you say it out loud like that all, all at once and not just... Yeah, but it's hard to say that to everybody every time, so we shortened it. The fucked. F- uh, f- uh, you're yes. a fan, I can tell. Yeah. Yes. See, we're going to uh, get better. We're going to get better. And are you going to change your name again when you get better? I don't know yet. We might. I mean, we're under constant development. Is there anything better than fucked? Probably. Well, yes, maybe. Uh, oh, look, here's Captain D now, and you see a... a Dee Dee! 
you see a man uh, come stomping down the gangplank, and he's and you hear him say, "Tomerly, where's my fish?" Fl or uh, Nat will point at the dragon and go, "It's right there." Hey Nat, why don't you come check this out with me? I got a cool thing I want to show you. No, uh, uh, remember I told you you uh, I promised you to look at this book of star charts. Uh, I'll be back, but your fish are over there. And she turns and heads over to uh, Bridger. And Bridger gets Nat the fuck out of the way. Okay, you see, uh, you see a, a human uh, male. Um, he he stomps down the the gangplank, jumps jumps to the boards of the uh, dock, and uh, he is he has a captain's coat on. Um, it's red with gold trim uh, around the uh, around the sleeves. Um, he's got an eye patch, um, dark hair, a long black beard, ringle, uh, ringlet uh, curled. Um, he has a cutlass on one side, and it looks like a pistol of some sort on the other. Um, and he's got uh, he's got high boots, and he stomps down the down the uh, dock and stops in front of you, and he goes, "Timerly, who are these people? What?" What's going on, Harold? I need my fish. I've got to sail with the tide. Uh, why are you raising your hand there? Um, my name is Uko. And, How nice. Uh, Tamerly has told us a lot about you, and um, she sent us to go find out um where her fish went because they were stolen from Tamerly, her basement. You don't have any fish. It's Tuesday. Why don't you have fish? You're always supposed to have fish on Tuesday. Well, oh, as I was ah, saying, well, um, Uko see, interrupts uh, Captain, and Captain steps in between. Uh, yes, uh, Uko, uh, yes, tell him, tell him what happened, Uko. As I was saying uh, before you turned away, Tamerly sent us into her basement because the fish were stolen from her basement. And we found them very deep in the ground, and there was a lot of kobolds that had stolen them. But they kind of got fed to this big dragon, and he points at the dragon hanging. And the Captain D takes off his tricorn hat and kind of rubs his... Ahead and squints with his one good eye and goes, Yeah, that'd be a dragon beastie, all right. So we killed it, and um, we're hoping that maybe this can be uh, in lieu of the, the fish this time around, unfortunately, because most of them uh, are eaten, I think, by the dragon. So let me get this right. She keeps the fish in her basement. You lot were hired to go find out what happened to the fish in her basement. And you found a hole in the basement, and kobolds had stolen the fish in her basement and fed them to that dead dragon. Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it wasn't dead when, when they fed it to her. Yeah, it, we... they we, was The dragon was alive and eating the fish. We tried to... Um, like he said, we killed it. It was a lot of work to get it back up here. Well, I deal in fish, I don't deal in dragons. But you know what? I always say it's better to have a full hold than an empty one. That's a good way to look at it. But I have buyers for fish. I don't have buyers for dragons. So it's going to take me some time to find uh, someone that wants to buy these parts in Absalom. I mean, it's not like there's a dragon selling shop right there on the, on the dock. I'd recommend that you go to any alchemist shop in Absalom and just sell it out part right. Oh, so now I've got to be a dragon butcher and not a fish seller. I see uh, how this they works. They got their folks for that now. Well, we might be able to work something out, but I, I don't know. It's a, it's a lot of uh, lot of middleman stuff going on there. A lot of time I have to take up. You know, usually I just bring the fish. She brings the fish out. My hands, they load the fish. The fish go in the hold, and we take off. I understand that, but you could be leaving with nothing, as you said. There is some fish left, isn't there? Wasn't there one barrel? 
Um, not really. Maybe one barrel amongst all of the broken bits? Not full fish. No, oh, no. I want fresh fish, salted or smoked. One or the other. Exactly. And, uh, Luko turns to Tamerly. There was no fish left, correct? Um, n- no, they, that's why I hired you. Remember, they stole all the fish. And Captain D, I'm, I'm really sorry. And, and I, I know, um, I, I know you always like to have the fish on time, and I don't have the fish. But I, th- I think the dragon is a, is a great idea. And I, I, I think if, if you took that to Absalom, you would probably make, oh, a- enough money to cover me for, like, at least, you know, two, maybe three trips, they're saying. Because these guys, they, they know dragons. These, these fucked people here, they know what's going on. And, I mean, they killed all those kobolds. And, and, uh, and, and, and there was an orc that's been unconscious since they came back. I don't really know what's going on with him. But he's resting. And, but anyway, um, I digress. Um, uh, so do we have a deal? And Captain D looks, he's like, I don't like it. I don't like this business at all. I'm, I'm a fishmonger now. But I might have a few contacts left that will be able to find uh, a way. But uh, he's like, Tamerly, I, I, I think this will be good for both of us. And he goes, I'll make sure you get a percentage. How about that? And while this is, this is happening, as he's talking, Donk stands next to him and starts, like, imitating his movements. <laughs> takes a hand and covers one of his eyes, you know. And, <laughs> and he, uh, talking to Tamerly, he keeps, <laughs> are you on his, on his bad side or his good side? about to be the bad side. Uh, <laughs> I'll stand on his good side. Okay, all right. So he can actually see you out of his eye. That's what I was getting at. If you're if you're on the side of the eye patch, on his left side, he's not really going to be able to see you from there. But he keeps he keeps kind of <laughs> and I looking look, down. I look up at him. <laughs> Uko will kind of circle around and put himself <laughs> in between the captain and and Donk. I like his coat. <laughs> so. Um, as you were saying, a percentage for Tamerlane so that she can continue to run her business here. Yes, yes. Usually, usually with the with the travel cost, the shipping cost, and and, and me handling all the work on that end, um, she usually gets about about thirty uh, percent of of the of the catch. You know, she salts and pickles it, and then I haul it all, and I sell it uh, to the fishmongers there in Absalom. And uh, this is going to be more expense on my end, but... Uh, but you'll be getting a higher reward. You and I both know that. Come on now, Captain D. Uh, well, that, that all remains to be seen. I mean, it's not even a whole dragon anymore. You know, it's pieces it's of a dragon. a few teeth. Uh, teeth, some scales. Looks like one of the wings shot. What happened to its claws? Didn't we cut off its head? Yes, and the head is missing. <laughs> no, the head's there, though. Yeah, we just took... I took a tooth out of it. Oh, so you're... The head, your, the head goes too. Then is what you're saying. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yours. Oh, I'm, I mean, unless Tamerly has a need for it, because technically it's hers. And she's like, ah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm quite fine. Uh, could, no, I don't, I don't need a dragon's head. You could hollow it out and put it over your head, and it really spice <laughs> up the. Uh, hey, Nick, come back, come <laughs> back, <laughs> Nick, come uh, back, come back. We're, we're just getting to the fun part. Oh, Christ! Get really, really big, and she's like. So the head goes with it. Yeah, I yeah, you can have the head too. Yeah, please please take the head. Please. And it is only a few teeth and scales missing. You should be able to get the rest of them. I I will point out we took teeth, scales, uh its paws and the heart. They all fell out during the fight. Yeah, the heart was the first thing to fall out. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah. Um well, I, I'm not sure what kind of deal we'll get, but Tamerly, I'll uh, I'll make sure you get your share. Don't worry, love. You know you can count on old Captain D. <laughs> and the rest of you get fucked. 
But actually, no, we, we already we are. Bri- we want everybody else to get fucked. That way we got plenty of work. Oh, it's your name, not... Oh, I understand, I think. Yeah, well, right, uh, you lubs, uh, lovers, get up here on uh, scallywags and load this dragon. Uh, who's the fancy pants? Hey, stop, get away from my dragon. That's my dragon. Don't be doing that. And uh, some some hands from the ship, they come down, they 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 uh, they shoo the uh, carniture ar- artist <laughs> Dog, off. Dog's standing there, and he's pointing like the captain. And he says the word, Scallywags, and he points. And <laughs> <laughs> Seeing the deckhand, the uh, captain's hands coming up and moving the fancy pants away, uh, Nat will call out, I warned you, that's why you don't draw monsters. <laughs> Uko motions to Doc and says, do you need a cabin boy? <laughs> No, no, we don't be needing no cabin boys or goblins. Okay. He takes the captain pose, puts his foot up on a barrel, hands on his hips. <laughs> well, I'll say this much for you, short shanks there. You got a fine hat to be starting with. Get you a coat and you might be able to do some business on the seas. <laughs> I got to go find a coat. <laughs> uh, you need to go get that purple armor stat. Run, Donk, Run. Let's go out of character. I'm going to point out, if this guy can't sell that dragon in Absalom, then he shouldn't be in fucking business. <laughs> well, I, I think he's uh, he's trying to downplay the worth of the dragon so he gets a higher percentage and he can uh, kind of shy some from uh, from Tamerly. But he probably wouldn't do that. They've been business partners for years. You're right, because you know, former pirates are well known for their high ethical standards. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I will just say the only person that might know that or have any inclination that it's not enough is the person that's keeping our sprite busy. All right. Well, Tamerly, I'll uh, I'll see you in uh, in a week. And uh, if if you fuckers need anything from Absalom, I can usually get it here faster than uh, that uh, the post lady uh, Galvinton's deliveries or whatever her name is here. So uh, if you need something, put it in when the when the boat comes in, and I'll bring it back the next week or less. We'll keep that in mind. You said about a week. Or less. Turn around, yeah. Depending on depending on the tides, but I come I come every week uh, for the fish or dragons. Now I guess if you have any more dragons, I guess I'm going to go into the dragon selling business. We'll keep you in mind if we find anything. So they um they pull down the dragon and uh you know three or four of them they kind of pick it up, wrap it in a sail, an old sail, and they they carry it on the ship. And he goes, well, Tamerly, I guess uh I guess that concludes our business. Uh, watch out for these odd fuckers. That's fuckers. Uh, sorry, that's what I meant. Fuckers. Yeah. Fuckers. <laughs> yeah, fuckers. We are fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, I'll, I'll be seeing you. Good luck with them, Tamerly. She goes, oh, well, uh, th- uh, thank you, Captain D, for being so understanding. And, and uh, yeah, I'll, see, I'll see you next week then. Scullerogs! <laughs> and he just kind of turns and looks at you, <laughs> shakes his head. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Hey, Captain, well, well, wait a minute. I got a question for you, Captain D. You've been sailing long? All my life. I knew it. Here's the one thing I can't figure out. See, they got this gaunt light out here. It's supposed to be some kind of a lighthouse. It's got a boathouse attached to it. Why in the hell would you put that out in the middle of the swamp? I've been asking myself that since I've been a boy. Never seen the light shine, and you really can't see it from anywhere past the coastline. Don't make no damn sense, does it? No, it doesn't even help you not run into the rocks. What's good as a lighthouse? It doesn't help you not run into rocks. This is what I'm talking about. Well, (laughs) we're supposed to go check that out. Maybe we'll see you next week. Maybe we won't. I don't know. Well, 
If you're not dead, I'll be here uh, same time, about a little after high noon next week. Farewell, Fishmonger. Bridger, he just said he thought, wondered that ever since he was a boy. Does that mean he's a girl now? No, he's an adult. <laughs> so he's not a boy or a girl? No, he, a boy refers to like a young male. So now that he is not a young male, he would be referred to as, uh, generally speaking, a, a man. Oh, okay. Make way, you lovers, put sail. We're off. Make way, lovers, put sail. <laughs> so he's a man and a captain. Uh, yeah, captain is a title. In this case, it means he runs the ship. Wouldn't it be more efficient if he floated it? No, as in like he's in charge of the ship. Oh, okay. I haven't read a lot of books about that. Well, with that insightful question and a lack of knowledge on uh, Nat's part, we're going to find out if she can find out more about the seafaring jobs uh, and captaining next time on Shield Bash. Shield Bash is made in association with Knights of the Octagon and the Farmageddon Gaming Convention. Find us online at shieldbash.net, on Facebook at Shield Bash, on Twitter at Bash Shield, and on YouTube at Shield Bash. Bumper music provided by Lee Rosevere. Other artists can be found in the episode description. Troubles in Otari, Abomination Vaults, Serpent Skull, and Pathfinder are the property of Paizo Publishing Incorporated. Leave a comment on iTunes for a chance to hear us read it out on the podcast. Questions and comments can be sent to shieldbashpodcast at gmail.com. I don't know you. Who are you? Hold on a second. You have 12 minutes. Okay. That's plenty of time for you to tell me what happened to my fish. (laughs) I'm aware. I wanted you to know because he's not going to be here and I now can't see his phone. I'll pause again so we can edit this out.